Glad you're here this morning. Hey, let me uh, real quick uh, just give you a couple of ideas of some stuff that's coming up, some stuff that's going to be going on. I'm really excited about um, next week. We're going to be starting our 14 days of prayer, or we're going to be starting out the new year with just prayer. And we want to, one of the things that we believe as a church is that we want to equip you and we want to give you the skills and the tools that you need to really fully walk into your relationship with God and know God. And I think a lot of times, Casey and I were actually driving to church this morning and um, there was a sermon that she listened to um, this week and she, we, we got into this pl- uh, the car this morning and we were sitting there and she's like, I'm still trying to figure out how I do that. And like, what do I, well, how do I, how do I walk in that? And it was interesting because we were realizing like um, it, w- it was a great sermon, but didn't get her to a point of understanding how to do it. And we'll do that at times, but our mission, uh, I'll probably fail at times, but I'll tell you my heart and my desire and my mission is for you to always know how do you do what we talk about? How do we get there? And so one of the things that we're gonna do over the next um, three services is that we're gonna try to help you understand prayer and how do you walk in it and what does it look like? And I think a lot of times we don't understand how we walk in prayer or maybe uh, we even talked about this last year, sometimes how we get to a place where we don't know how to pray or what to pray. And we're gonna help you and equip you and give you some tools in that. And we believe that you're gonna see some breakthrough in your life and the people around you through that. And then we're going to end that on January 28th with a night of prayer and worship where we're going to come here and we're going to sing some songs and really worship God and pray. And so it's just going to be, a, I think it's going to be a fitting start to the new year. I mean, you know that if you can start the year leaning into God, how it's going to affect the rest of the year. And so I would just encourage you to be here and to be a part of that. And I think it'll be good. Amen. Okay. Um, I get the privilege as a pastor, one of the things that I get to do is do a lot of weddings. Um, and most of the time it's fun. Um, and we'll do a lot of those. Uh, sometimes they get tricky, but I love doing the weddings. And one of the things that's interesting is when we get to uh, doing a wedding, the day's approaching and everybody gets a little bit amped up as the day's coming on. Any brides in here know what I'm talking about? Like it's starting to get a little bit serious and y'all are still tense about it, I could tell. Um, And I I remember when I do a wedding and I'm talking to the bride and the groom and as we kind of come into the last couple days to it, the advice that I give all of them and the thing that I want them to do is just really enjoy the day. And And I'll talk to them and I'll say, hey, look, there is gonna be something that goes wrong on that day. Like it's just inevitable. There's gonna be something that's gonna be frustrating or that's gonna go wrong or things. And I say, but I tell them, I was like, don't let that bother you. Like just enjoy the day, be present in the day. And then I tell them, I'm like, you hopefully you only get one shot at this. And so like, just like really engage the day. Like this is something that you wanna remember because I think so many people, right? We get into weddings and we get where we're so just caught up in the moment and we get past it and you go, wow, what, what really happened? Or like, like, I, I wish I would have leaned more into that relationship or I would, have, I would have engaged in that moment. And so my advice is always like, engage, be present in the day, be present what's going on. And that relates so much uh, to what I want to talk about today, because this is an important Sunday. As we're moving into the new year, this kind of sets the stage of where we're going in, in this year personally. And what I want to talk about with you today is this, is about being present in your life being present in your relationship with God to start with. Like, I think a lot of times we have this, this feeling where, um, where we just have so many burdens, so many things in our minds, so many things in our lives, and it's difficult to be present even in our relationship with God. But we want you to be present with God 
to know God. We want you to be present in your marriage. I want you to be present with your kids and as you're raising your kids. Uh, because I, And here's one of the things, I think one of the greatest tools that the enemy is using right now in our society is that he has us so distracted and like so weighed down and has our attention so divided in 82 different directions that we struggle to be present in our life and in our relationships and in the ways that we live. And I think maybe a huge part of that is like, we've been trained to multitask. And so we multitask our burdens. I got, I got some, wear, some cares over here. I got this on my mind over here. I got this in my emotions over here. And when we really get to it, we've got so many things swirling in our lives. So many things we're trying to juggle. So many things that we're just trying to keep afloat that we're not even present in our lives. And we carry way more than we were intended to and it costs us the ability to be present. I mean, I say, think about it this way. Like, how many times have you been uh, physically present somewhere, but like mentally absent and emotionally absent? Like you're there, but you're not really there. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Uh, Casey and I were driving in the car the other day and I had a lot of things, not even bad things. I was just trying to work through some things in my brain and I was trying to figure it out. And we were driving down the road and she was like, um, she was talking to me and, and then finally at some point she said, did you hear a word I said? And I was like, well, tell me what you said and I'll tell you if I heard it. <laughs> and I think a lot of us get that way in so many areas of our lives. And it can be a lot of different things. It could be worry, that it's just bearing down on our minds. It could be frustration, right? It could be, uh, for a lot of us, it could be unforgiveness and bitterness that we just can't get out of our mind and it's just stuck there. And it's swirling and it's going. For a lot of us, maybe it's even good things. Like I think about when I was in the car, I wasn't thinking about terrible things. I was actually thinking about things for the church and like good things to try to do and like godly things. But it was in a way that I was taking these burdens and I wasn't present in my life because I was carrying these things and trying to figure all this out. So we carry so many things in our lives and in our minds and our emotions that cost us the ability to be present. And the big picture that I want to try to get across from you today is this, is that God wants to give you the freedom to be present. That God wants to give you the freedom to be present in your life. He wants you to be free to be present with your family. Right? He wants you to be free to be present in the life that he gave you. And I think that's even a huge idea. Is sometimes we think we just got to suffer through life and get through it. And like we're just going to fight the good fight and get there. But God created this life for you. He desires for you to be present and enjoy and be engaged in the life and the mission and the calling and the purpose that he gave you. But so many of us just live absent lives where, where we're weighed down by so many things. He wants you to be, be present in your relationship with him. And I'll tell you, that's one of the places where I can miss it. I have, and I have good intentions, uh, but there's sometimes where like I'll get up early and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up real early and I'm going to spend some time with God. So I'll go down to my office and like I'll set the mood. I'll have like the like the the good lights on, set some music on, and like good intentions. I'll read through some psalms and then like I'll start praying and I will pray for like two minutes and then all of a sudden I start to think about something that's going to happen that day and I start to carry some burdens of some other stuff. In about five minutes, like I am 18 degrees gone from God and just running things in my own mind. What am I? I'm not present. I'm carrying so many things that I'm not present in my relationship with God. 
And so many of us, what we, we do is we carry responsibilities and weights that we were never meant to carry. And it costs us the emotional space to be present in our lives. What I would tell you today is that God wants to give you the freedom. He wants to take those things from you. So that way you actually have the freedom to be present in your life. Jesus teaches us this in the Bible, and we see it across the, the entire Bible. We'll show you some of that in just a second. But and he teaches us this on, like, on a multitude of issues. And I think that's important because I think we think of it sometimes in a mentality of like, um, these, are the, these are the two things that I've got to get off my plate. But it's not so much about the tasks that you got to do, but it's about getting to a point where you live your life and the freedom that God wants to give you. So the way you walk in your life, it's not just one situation here or there that I've got to give this to God, but it's beginning to become with a mentality that I give, that oh, God wants to take my burdens and the weights and the things that are running my life and that he wants to take it. And so here's, here's what I would tell you is this, is that God wants you to walk in a settled peace throughout your life that gives you the freedom to be present. The settled peace, that's what he wants. You know, you think about it, that's what we see in Jesus. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to think about Jesus and like um, that he had it all figured out. Everything was perfect and like his life was just cruising. But like, no, like there was some difficulties in there. He had these Pharisees that were against him. Like you think you got some critical people in your life, but like how many people are like coming up to the moment trying to get people to stone you? Like hopefully you don't have anybody like that in your life. But like, this is the adversity that, that he's facing. He has death impending. Like he knows the cross that he's going to. Like that would be a weight. Like if I know at the end, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be taking on the sins of the world and there's gonna be a cross in my future that like, that's gonna weigh me out. I'm not gonna be real present in some situations. You think about the crowds that are constantly coming and mauling at him, trying to follow him around. And yet, still at this place when he's got all these things going, he still sits down at the table with Zacchaeus. He talks to this guy and he engages with him and he calls him from death into life. That's powerful. He's still with a woman at the well and he, he had plenty of things to do, plenty of things to run his mind, but he takes moment at this woman at the well to love her and care for her and help her realize who she is and who God's called her to be, not just what she's stuck in, but call her once again from death to life. It's powerful. I'd say, how many of us need that in our lives? Need to shift from a place of just like so burdened down where we miss it all to where we engage. And I'll just ask you like, how would our marriages be different this year if we were fully engaged and present? What would it be like? What would be different? How would our relationship with our kids be different if we weren't just our mind in 82 different directions, but we were present in this situation? How would we have an impact in our community if we weren't just so like tunnel vision in every situation and every spot in our life where we're just trying to get to the next thing and just trying to do these things because we're so consumed by the weight of the burdens in our life and we actually engage with people? Right? How would we, and I think this is a big one, how would we really actually listen to and follow God if we were present in the situations? Because I think about me, how many times do I realize hindsight, like I feel like I probably could have listened to God or followed God in a situation, but yet I was so wrapped up in all of these things that, that I missed it. But what it takes is being so rooted in God that he carries our burden so we can be present for him. That's what it takes.
This is why the Bible consistently drives us to finding peace by resting in God. Let me give you a few examples. One of the verses that I love is Isaiah 26, verse 3 through 4. I think it's just beautiful the way that it says it. It says this. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Everybody say perfect peace. You will keep in perfect peace. I love the idea of perfect peace. When you read the Hebrew here, this word perfect, it doesn't mean like just a flawless, but it means a complete peace. I think about it. How many of us need that in our lives? A peace that just consumes us where we are completed with peace in our lives. It says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Right, As you trust in God and you believe in him and you give your burdens to him that you trust in him and you have perfect peace in your life, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And then he goes on and he says this. He says, trust in the Lord always. And then I love it. It says, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Some of us need a rock in our lives, the foundation to build on. And he says that comes as we trust in God. Now that's broad. That's just kind of a generalized, we need to trust in God and he brings peace into our life. But Jesus pounds his home idea home and he gets even more specific. He says this, he says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? He's saying like, look, don't be consumed by all of your needs and all of your worries and all the things. He's saying, don't be consumed by these things. But he goes on, he gets a little more specific. He says these things, and I love this line, dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. So many of us, our minds are dominated by our worries and our burdens and our fears and the things that we're curious about. Like he's saying, these are the things that unbelievers have, but you have something different. You have the privilege of something different. And he says, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. And he goes on and he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. What is he saying? He's come to this point where he's saying, rest in God for your needs instead of letting them dominate your thoughts. Because if you want to have this life that you can be present in who God's called you to be, you got to let go of these things. I think about it other times in the Bible, like when we're worried about the future, right? How many times do we get that? We're worried about where we're going. Jesus talks to the disciples in um, his very last um, moment, right before he goes to the cross. And I, and I love what he tells them. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. And he says, for I have conquered the world. Uh, it's powerful. He said, and I love in that line where he doesn't say, you will not face trouble, <laughs> right? He doesn't say that. If that's your mentality of what scripture says, you are gonna be poorly mistaken. <laughs> but he says, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because I have conquered the world. I am in control. I have this together. It's a difference. When we're worried about the future. That's what he says. When we're anxious, what does Paul teach us? And I think it's Philippians 4, where he begins to say, he says, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. He says, take it to God. Thank God for all that he's done. And then the peace of God will come into your life. He's saying, when you rest in God and who he is, you can have peace. When we're worried about justice, I think maybe this is the thing that causes a lot of us to not be present in our situations is we've been hurt. 
right? People have done things to us. And so it's the unforgiveness and bitterness that rages in your life and keeps your mind going 82 different directions. And I love in Romans 12, where where Paul says this, he says, uh, do not feel like you have to take vengeance on somebody else or that you have to repay them for evil. He says, for vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. What he's saying is this, is that God will take care of the justice. You have the freedom to walk in forgiveness and give the burden of justice that somebody else has got to get what they paid for. Like, are they going to get the consequences? consequences of what they had. He said, don't worry about it. God will take care of that. You get to walk in the peace and the freedom of forgiveness. That's who we need to be. I love one more that just kind of encompasses it all. First Peter 5, 7 says it this way. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Ideas, I'm bringing it to God. These things that are burdening me, these things that are giving me worry, these things that are dominating my thoughts and the overarching theme the Bible consistently moves us to is this place of peace through faith. That I have peace in my life. Why? Once again, what Isaiah said, I have perfect peace because I trust in God. I just, and I'll just ask you this, let's just be real. How many of us need that in our lives? How many of us need that, that there's things that you just need a breath? You need a breath. God wants to give it to you. Peace through faith. Uh, Ronald Reagan used to have this line where he would say, talking about his national defense idea, he would say it that um, we have peace through strength. And that was his idea. So he built up the military. And so nobody was going to mess with us. And we could have peace because if you messed with us, we were going to take you down. Like we we're going to build up the military. And like it was basically Romans. That's what they did. That's how they initiated peace throughout the world. You mess with one Roman citizen, they have enough strength to just take you out. And so don't do anything. And I think about it in our lives. I think it's a great line, peace through strength. And I think that's how we have peace in our lives. When we come to a place that we realize the God of the universe is on my side. Like, I, I, think, like, I think we miss that sometimes. And we just, we're so inoculated to God and that like we're Christians and like God takes care of us. Like that, I think we've heard that so many times that, you know, I know that he cares because the Bible tells me. So like we, we've, we know all these things, right? That I think we've come inoculated to literally the God of the universe is on your side. He cares for you. He cares for you. I was reading this week, uh, I was talking to somebody this week because I was reading the Christmas story again. I was reading in Isaiah where it talks about how um, he is the Prince of Peace, you know, all those type of things. And at the very end, when it talks about all that Jesus was gonna do at the end, it says that the Lord of hosts will make sure this happens. Now, interesting line, hosts means like armies. It means angel armies. And what he's literally saying in Isaiah is this is what God is gonna do for you. And then at the end, he says, the God of heaven's armies is going to ensure that this will happen. And I think about it in our lives. The reason why we can have peace, the reason why we can rest in our lives is because the God of the universe is on my side, right? When I come to this place where I'm like questioning, like, can God supply my needs? And I'm worried about these things. And like, it's weighing down on me. It is the God who created everything that says, I will provide your needs. Like, okay, like that's something I can rest in and have peace in, right? When, when I come to this place where like I'm worried about the future, it is the God who can do anything, who says, I will direct your steps and I will take care of you and follow me and I will make your path straight. 
Like that is peace through strength. I can rest in him. I think we got to get to that place. See, we get to a place of settled peace and our minds and our emotions are free to be present when we get this place where we can say, God, like I'm going to do what I know to do and I'm going to walk after you and I'm going to do what you called me to do. But at the end of the day, these burdens, I leave them in your hands because you're good. I think about it when I was a kid. Um, So I, I used to, I was terrible at getting papers home to my parents like anybody else like you like months two months later it's like oh yeah you're supposed to sign this um like terrible um and I remember I always loved to go to youth camp like that was my thing I loved it when we would go to church camp and go to youth camp and it was such a fun experience and I remember the I would get so nervous when I would show up to youth group and they're like here's the form now make sure your parents sign this and you bring it back or else you won't get to go and I'm like okay and I was so nervous like while that thing was in my possession I was like I've got to get this like I can't forget this I can't do it but there was a moment when I would get to my dad and I would put it in his hands and my dad always took care of it and he always made sure it was taken care of and there was this like free moment in me when I like finally got it into my dad's hands and I left it there and I knew it was done and I just say this That's where we need to get in our lives. Some of you are carrying it around in your car and in your backpack for way too long. And you needed to get it to your hands of your father. You need to leave it there. And when you do, and I think about it, when I was in that process of like trying to get it to my dad, I was like, I was not going to play games. Like we played a game called Dodgeby where you threw Frisbees at each other and it was dangerous and awesome. But I was not about to be in a game of Dodgeby when I was holding that, that, that paper, right? I wasn't present in anything. My mind was, I got to get this to my dad. I got to get this to my dad. I got to get this to my dad. But when I left it, it was fine. I just say this. We got to get to a place of settled peace where we can be present in our lives. Now, all that sounds good. We all come to a place where we see like God wants to take the burdens off you. Like that sounds great. That sounds helpful. That sounds good. But how do you do it? Once again, like we talked about at the beginning of the sermon, like how do we actually walk in this? Because it's very easy for us to come in here and say, all right, first Sunday of the year, give your burdens to God. He cares about you. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. But how do you do it? How do we begin to walk in it? Let me me help you and give you a couple things this morning how to do it. I'll tell you, number one is this. Identify the places that are costing you your settled peace. Identify the places that are costing you your settled peace. We talked about this last week. But healing never happens in denial, right? As long as you're not going to acknowledge it and understand it and know where you need to grow, you're not going to grow beyond it. And a lot of us try to like ignore the burdens we carry because they are uncomfortable to deal with. Like, I don't know about you, maybe this is just me, but like if I can get things compartmentalized in the back of my mind, I feel like I've dealt with it, but really, how many of you know the weight is still there? Like it's out of mind, out of sight, but it's really not out of emotions, And it's sitting there. And I would just tell you, I would rather deal with the uncomfortableness of uncovering things because it is uncomfortable. But I would rather deal with the uncomfortableness of uncovering things than the suffering of fake ignorance. And a lot of us, and I say fake uh, for a reason. Because a lot of us, we, we fake ignorance. We think like, I'm gonna push this down and like, oh, I'm ignorant of all the things. Like, I'm fine, I'm just gonna keep trucking through. But it's fake. You know it's still there. You know the things that you're still carrying that you were supposed to give to God. 
You know the things that are there. I, I walked through some of these things over the last couple of weeks where there was just like some things that, that were burdening me and I was carrying them on my own. And I thought if I compartmentalized it enough that it would be fine and I was just gonna fake it. And there's this point that I was like, well, this is dumb. Like I need to give this to God. So be real about it. Identify the places that are, that are costing you. And I'll add this, look beyond the situation to what the heart is. Right? It, it's not about if you're worried about God supplying your needs. It's not about one significant, just this single time. But it's about who, who real, do I really believe that God is my provider and he may use people and may use things. But do I really overall have an understanding that God is my provider? Right? It's not about this one instance, but it's about the heart that's behind it. So identify the places that are costing you your settled peace. And then secondly, I would tell you this, is that you have to have the humility to let go of the burdens that are costing you your peace. Big word in this, humility. Big word in this, humility. Catch it. You got to have the humility. To experience the freedom of God, you have to have the humility to trust God with your burdens instead of holding them onto yourself. I don't know why we think we can figure our problems out better than God. Like, like for some reason, I feel like sometimes like I can and I'm just like, I'm going to figure this thing out instead of going to God with it. I, I had a situation a few weeks ago where I was like that. I was like trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. And I'm a pastor and I was trying to figure it out. And all of a sudden I said, have I prayed about this situation? Like, have I really taken it to God? I think so many times we hold on to it ourselves. And what we typically do, and maybe we get past that point to where we take it to God, but what we do is that we ask God to kind of work in the areas, but we still hold on to the burden out of it just in case he doesn't actually move. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm gonna pray about it, so I'm gonna be the Christian, and I'm gonna do the thing I'm supposed to do, and I'm gonna pray about it, but I'm holding on to the burden until it gets fixed. It's not what he calls you to do. It's not what he calls you to do. He calls you to take it and leave it in his hands. And what does that take? Once again, humility. The humility to say, God is bigger than I am. God is stronger than I am. God, believe this or not, God cares more for me than I care about myself. He knows how he created me and what I need and what needs to be in my life. And so I've got to have the humility to leave it up to him. And the reality is this, is that we end up walking and belief instead of faith. And there's a big difference between belief and faith. I've used this example again, but if you haven't been here, I'll, I'll use it again just because I think it's helpful. All right, there's a difference between belief and faith. Let's say I'm standing here and I've got um, somebody behind me and I'm gonna do a trust fall, right? There's a difference between belief and faith. Belief is believing that the person is there. I believe that they're there and I, I, I be believe that they're actually gonna try to catch me, but I don't actually have the trust to actually fall into it. There's a difference, right? The one, I can believe it, but trust is the moment where I say, mm, I believe that they're there and I trust that they're, gonna have, that they're gonna catch me. And then as you begin to build your trust, it leans into faith where you actually begin to do it. So it's belief is one thing. Trust is when I actually believe that they will do it to the point to where it moves me to action as faith is as I'm actually falling into it. And a lot of us, what we do is we live our lives in belief with God and not faith with God. So we believe that he like, is involved. We believe that he cares about my situation. I believe that he wants to do something in it, but I don't actually have enough trust to release it. 
I don't actually have enough faith to actually let go of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to the burden, and I'm going to believe and ask him to do something, but I'm going to carry the burden because I'm not quite to the point of faith yet. See, here's the deal is this. A lot of us have belief that God cares for us, but we don't walk in the faith that he'll care for us. And that's where we get stuck. And so we end up carrying the weight of our burdens in our minds and our emotions, and it weighs us down. And you will never experience the freedom through belief alone. Uh, let me just say that again. You will never experience freedom through belief alone. It has to come to a point of faith, a place where you trust God enough to walk in faith in it. And the problem for so many of us is that we got the belief part down. We're just not good at the faith part. But here's the reality is this. Until you let go of your burdens, you will still carry the weight of your burdens. This sounds like you're probably like, okay, Captain Obvious. Like I get that. And we understand that, but we don't get that. Or maybe you're better than I am, but I don't get it. Because I, I, want, I want God's freedom from the burdens, but yet I still kind of want to carry it because I'm still not quite to the point where I trust him enough to do it. But there's a freedom that happens in my life. And man, I, I've experienced it. Where I come to this point where I say, God, I trust you. I trust you. I don't got to worry about this thing because I know you're good in my, you're working for my good in this. See, as long as you carry the weight of your burdens, you will never experience the freedom to be fully present. And you'll always be weighed down, divided attention, and you won't be present in your life. That's why so many of us are wore out, beaten down, and have worry-driven lives because we believe in God, but we don't have enough faith to trust him. And that's not God's desire for you. And I'll just say it plainly and as simply as possible. That is not God's desire for you to live that way. He has so much better that he wants for you. Now, once again, we come to this point where we go, you may be saying, all right, that's great. I need to let go of my burdens, but how do I begin to walk in that? How do I begin to do it? Because it's easy to say, once again, leave it in God's hands, but doing it is hard. How do I begin to do it? Well, I, I tell you this, and I think this is the last thing I would tell you is this. To fully walk in the rest of God, you have to put your mind on the goodness of God. To fully walk in the rest of God, you have to put your mind on the goodness of God. In other words, when you begin to carry the burden of restlessness about your future, you got to remember how good God is. That he's not like out here at this place where he goes, oh, I created Josh and uh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with him. Like, oh, this guy's crazy. What am I going to do with his life? But he created me on purpose for a purpose, that he loves me, that he has a direction for my life, that he has things that he wants to grow in me and things that he wants to move in me. And like, if I start to get this place where I get antsy about my future, I say, no, God, you're good. I can rest in you. And then you begin to remember the things that God has done in your life. And like, that's the key. Like I come to this point sometimes where I'm a little worried about the future, but as I remember, man, he has never let me down, that he has been faithful. And even at times where it was hard and there were challenges and there were things that I didn't like and I was walking through the situations, I, at the end, I'm looking at it and I say, man, God was good. So now I'm going to the future and I say, God, I trust you. I can let go of the weight. And I'll tell you, I've had to do that multiple times in my life because I'm a planner and like I am a, we're gonna figure this out. And there has to come these moments because I'll carry the burden of my plans. And I gotta come to this point where I say, God, no, no, I trust you. 
You're good. I'm going to do everything I know to do, but at the end, I'm going to trust you in it. When you fear for your needs, you got to remind yourself, no, God is the supplier of my needs. He is good, but he's never let me down. When you come to this place where you, you're walking in unforgiveness, you got to remind yourself of the goodness of God in two ways. One, how he forgave you and, and the goodness of, of forgiveness and how you do it. And then two, that you don't have to worry about everybody else and them getting repaid for what they've done. That God is the God of justice, that he is good, and I can just settle in him. See, the way God brings peace is when we remember who he is and how he cares for us. Once again, Isaiah says it this way. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust on you. And then what does he say? All whose thoughts are fixed on you. The key, where are your thoughts at? Philippians 4, when it talks about the one that I read earlier, where it says, like, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. When you read through that whole thing, at the end of that section, it begins to talk about keeping your mind on the good things, keeping your mind on the good things of God. It's in your mind. It's a big deal. In other words, the peace in your life will be determined by where your mind is fixed. And there's some weight on you in that is that it's your choice. Where is your mind going to be fixed? On the goodness of God or the size of your problem? And it's a choice. But I would even say more so than it's a choice, here's the good news for you. As a Christian, it is your privilege that you have the joy of knowing that the God of the universe is on your side and you can rest in him. That's the privilege that we have as Christians, that God cares about us. That's where we got to get to. So here's what I want you to grasp today is that God's desire for you is to walk in the freedom to rest in him. I think about it, uh, you can see this all the way back to when he created humanity at the Garden of Eden. You think about everything that was in Garden, when it, when it was perfect, before sin entered the world, before destruction happened, you think about the Garden, what did it say? Everything was supplied for them that God took care of them. There was no worries in their minds. There was all of these things. And what does that tell you? It tells you that from the beginning that God's desire was to take the burdens from us so that we, we could live present and live in the fullness of the life that he has for us. I'd say it this way, that it has been God's desire since the beginning of creation for you to rest in his care. Now think about it. As we're going into this new year, there is probably a lot of burdens and weights that you have brought with you from 2023 into this new year. And I think there's this mentality a lot of times where we're like, okay, I'm gonna leave everything behind. But you got here to this day, we're seven days in and you need a breath. And I would just tell you that God wants to take your burdens. You're carrying too much. I just say this as a pastor who loves you. You're carrying too much. You're carrying too much. When you rest in his care, you have the mental and emotional and spiritual space to be present. And it will change your relationships. It'll change the way that you follow God. It'll change the way that you see people. It'll change the way you enjoy life. If we can get to a point where we say, God, here's what I'm going through. Here's the things that are on my mind. Put it in your hands. I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to live present with my kids. 
I'm going to live present in my, situ- in, my, in my relationship with you. I'm going to live present in my marriage. I'm going to be present because I don't have to carry all these weights. I think what would happen in us in this year if we had that mentality? Amen. Let's walk in that. Can I pray for you? God, we thank you this morning that you are the God of peace, that you are the God who wants to take the weights that we carry, the things that we brought with us from last year into this year, the things that we are carrying, God, that you want to, that you want to take those burdens from us. God, I pray whatever those things are that as we think through, that are carrying and just burdening us down, that we won't ignore them, that we won't walk in fake ignorance, but God, that we will rest in you and your goodness. That we won't be stuck at belief, but we will move to faith. We won't be stuck at belief, but we'll move to faith. God, I pray that for my life. Don't ever let me be stuck at faith or at belief, but let me move to faith. Pray that for our lives today. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, will you stand with us? I want to read this scripture over you one more time. Isaiah 26, 3. Let me just do this. Close your eyes. Just rest in this moment with God for a second. I want to read this over you. Whatever burdens that you're carrying whatever things you brought with you. Just breathe. Let the breath of God, the rest of God, invade your life today. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is the eternal rock. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. God, we take our minds today and we rest in you. Our trust in you is bigger than the burdens that we carry. We leave them in your hands today. We're not gonna go into this year with the same burdens that we carried from last year we're going to walk in your freedom. We're going to walk in your freedom today. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, everybody said, 